It'll be about what two p.m. It'll be like mid afternoon when uh, when I get to watch the country uh, fucking set itself on fire. Whatever's whatever's gonna happen. It's all <laughs> nuts. I just voted. Uh, oh, good. I, I don't really. Are we are we recording? Yeah, but we don't. But we don't have to keep any of this in. Oh, well, I I just uh, you know I'm one of these guys like ah eh, whatever happens we'll roll with it. I'm just like I just want it to be done. I want the news to be boring again. I know, dude. It, it, it is. I posted this clip of, uh, by the way, your your tweet that you just posted was uh, fucking, well, I guess nine hours ago. This feels like the OJ verdict, except we're all the Brown family. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, that yeah, was dude. a fun one. I love me. And here's the thing about anything OJ related. It's it's never going to not be like, the, like there's never going to be a time when it's like, you're still doing OJ jokes, huh? Hey man, <laughs> he's still tweeting videos. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, he's still tweeting videos. The wife's still headless. Uh, the Kardashians are still around. I mean, it's 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 uh, what's the word? Not pungent, potent, poignant, evergreen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That might be it. Yeah, there's no shelf Something life like for OJ jokes as there long as go. he's tweeting videos outside of Ralph's, being like, "Hey guys, the juice here." Hey, <laughs> yes, you just restocked on Charmin. You know, or, or whatever the fuck he's giving updates on. By the way, yeah. Chloe, Chloe, definitely his kid. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> doubt about it. I mean, I saw her throw a football once in a video. I was like, geez, that's the, that's the juice. That's a Renthal's yeah, DNA. Yeah. <laughs> or Renthal, that's right. Um, our, oh, you got uh, great eyebrows. Oh, thanks, man. This is the Russian Jew, man. The best they, in the biz. They get a little bushy, so I try to, like, you know, I try to trim them up, but, um, you know. I mean, women would kill for those. I know a couple Armenian whores that would that would scalp you <laughs> for those things. Uh, is um is this is this uh how are you finding what's a better what's a, what's a better audience? Let me just open with a park or a roof. <laughs> Definitely a roof. No if ands or anal. I mean, it's <laughs> park's got kids playing. It's got a bird shitting on you. It's got a siren. A roof. Uh, sorry, a little semen. A roof is, uh, <laughs> you know, just it's at least a little bit intimate and, and secluded. It's up here. It's a million miles in the air. And there's some kind of wall structure around you. It's a little bit more of a, a stage, but the park is just willy nilly. Yeah. Are people people buying tickets for it? Or is it just like you're screaming at people to try to come by and give you their attention? No, these comedy clubs out here, they're doing great, or they were. I mean, it's getting cold now, but uh, they're cleaning up. They were doing like 10 a day. They started at 4 p.m., go to midnight, and they would fill up. They're doing better outside than inside. Is it uh, – and you're? I think what you can probably attest to this, you're just so happy to be like get getting reps in, right, that it's, it's not even uh, – or does it make you – like how much of the uh, – and I think I've heard you uh, talk about this, like missing all the ins and outs of – performing and and traveling uh that was kind of a nuisance uh pre-covid that now it's just like yeah. oh man give me some fucking give me a shitty hotel soap or a a, a racist audience member or an anti-semitic yes. maid you know like <laughs> somebody that's gonna just get under my skin like now i want counter i want conflict yeah, totally. I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I like I, I took for granted all the little things, the flights and the, the drinking with the staff and yeah. like uh, getting upgraded to first class, like all those great little moments of doing the road and or the new bit or, you know, having a riff with a guy and then that riff becomes a bit or you think of something in the car on the way over all that stuff. I love that was my whole life. And yeah. I got a real problem. I don't know how you are, but uh I'm a real time guy. I'm like, all right, now I get it. I got probably got like 40 more years to live. 
All right. And, and today is one day out of this whole year and I wasted it. Like if I'm hungover for a day, I hate myself because I oh, lost the totally. whole day of my life. Totally. Yeah. I Have you always uh, thought like that or when did when you kind of got cleaned up booze wise? Is that when you kind of had a more appreciation for the day to day? Probably like 29, 30 years old, it started to like sink in like, oh, I lost a hair. I don't have a good metabolism anymore. I'm gay yeah. now. It's all started shifting. <laughs> People don't so compliment like, my pubes anymore. Yeah, I got, a, I got a couple grays in there. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and so like with stand up, I'm like, that's what I love about it is you can create something and then have it. Like there's my first album. There's a podcast we did. There's a, a, a Tonight Show I did. Like, there's, there's all these little things you can collect over the years, all these accomplishments. But with the COVID, it kills all that because you're like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm wasting time. I can't get up tonight. I can't write a new bit because I can't try it out. And I can't do TV because there is yeah. no TV. Yeah. And so it's fucking with my whole time thing. Well, you got, I mean, I don't, it didn't seem like you uh, wasted too much time. Obviously, I think everybody was in that middle ground for a little bit because it was like, you know, everyone was kind of like, oh, things are starting up again. So it was like, all right, cool. If I have to hunker down for a month, you know, what? so be it. There's a light at the end yes. of the tunnel. And then when that tunnel just got longer and the light wasn't uh, apparent, it was like, fuck. All right, now I got to start not only putting pen to pad, but like like you were doing you were doing the man on the street type shit. And then there was a video right. you did way early on where you were, it was, it's, was pouring down rain. I think you were doing it just for cars or was it? You did oh, it was almost yeah. like a short film. What was I mean, you've done a handful of them, but right? What was it? My video guy got like a wild art artsy fartsy hair up his ass. And we did the park Norman, we did the roof, we did the whatever, the trailer park. Yes. And he said, for for this rain one, I'm gonna do it black and white. I'm gonna make it real sad. And I'm holding an umbrella and a lightning bolt hits me. I mean, it's hey. it's like a yeah, it was like a little short film, I guess, but that was just for cars in a driveway of a diner or a parking lot and yeah, that was that was a sad thing, but that's me just being like, here's some content. Here's yes. some thing I can say that I've been alive for, you know. Here's something I've done. I just totally. hate the the wasted time. Well, and you're it's so uh, you know, you're you were right to do that because it's like, yeah, not only do you feel starved for the uh, the the interaction between uh, you know, comic and audience, but it's like if you're not at least even getting like the reps of stand-up, but just like keeping yourself in the flow of of being creative. Like that's something that yeah. it, it's like, all right, control what you yes. can control. Like, can you, like you even thinking and putting and planning and then going and doing it, you're like you were flexing all the muscles and keeping your mind sharp because you're still having to kind of like, you know, put in, in all the ins and outs of putting that together and what jokes you were going to do. And if it, and like, what's the worst thing that happens? Like, oh, it's not, People, it's not the ideal performing thing. Right. Oh, you have to adjust. Oh, you learn from from an experience because it's not uh, doesn't go the way that uh, you planned it. I think it was the great Sean Connery that said, uh, "Rest <laughs> in peace." That you can hit a woman if it's open handed. Yes. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. no, but you got. Yeah. He did say that, by the way. Did you please please tell me? I I watched it. It's 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 my background on my phone. I loved it just because <laughs> it's my email eight audio. <laughs> As soon as I get a eugenics uh, email from Frank Thomas, it's like, you can hit a, a woman if it's she open hand. And then I'm like, oh, Frank Thomas, sending me dick bills. Uh, right, right. I mean, I love it just because she kept trying to, like, nail him to the wall, like, in a gotcha moment. He's like, no, no, I'm, I'm telling you I do this. I'm telling you I think it's fine. And then I thought he was going to hit her. But in a weird way, it's kind of equality. But, you know, who knows what's going on there. But, yeah, yeah. How do you view uh, – canceling well it's like he probably also i mean i don't know what it's so funny when that stuff comes out like when people die because then i'm like you're trying to cancel a dead guy <laughs> i know it's a weird instinct we have like oh john wayne get him he said this like he's done it's over like what about r.i.p let it go but what about r.i.p yeah also and then on the flip side with connery it's like dude some stuff just take it to the grave like it's fine if you think True. whatever happened to just like not saying everything you think, you know, like especially if you're not like, you know, like uh, I don't know, like hey man, if he's with a small group of buddies and he's like, you know, I think it's fine. Like if women don't know when enough is enough, it's like, all right, like there's probably one guy in that conversation that's like, 
yeah, Sean, I mean, like, I don't know, man, like, but, you know, it is your wife. It's like, yeah, but, you know, she, she fucking deserves it. You're like, yeah, all right, man, is the bathroom, is it in the, is, is the one in the bedroom I can use? Like, there's there's a, probably a time and a place, but but also part of me respects that he's like, I'm on national TV. Barbara Walters is going to try to, like, peg me in a corner, and I'm just going to kind of, like, not uh, not back yeah. down who I am. But Yeah, first off, I've been pegged in a corner before. It's not great. <laughs> but secondly uh yeah i think you're right like it's one thing I've, I've never hit a lady but like if i did i wouldn't be talking about it that is a weird move you know I he was a, like something... a boxer too oh yeah he was also just so i mean he's a you know he's an intimidating fella oh yeah he was like a bar fight guy he was like a bodybuilder at one point he he's the real deal tough guy i wonder if it's one of those things too that like has happened on other like movies like like I wonder if Harrison Ford is is well, uh, you know, is you know if he'll come out and be like, oh yeah, he used to say that like in between takes. Sometimes it, he would just improvise dialogue about hitting women. <laughs> just like, right. like, hey man, it's not even in the script. You're supposed to be asking me where the uh, <laughs> yeah, just where the Nazis are. it in. Yeah, he's like, I wish the Nazis were women so we could really hit them. You're like, all right, dude, that's yeah, that wasn't in the script. That- Thank God he was 90. What if he was born now? He'd have a podcast called, like, you know, Hitting Bitches or something. That'd be the whole theme. Hit it and quit it. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you uh, go. What uh, are you, uh, are you, um, is having, you've been with your gal for how long now? Oof, a couple of years. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's been a minute. I think I, I saw you guys. say. Yeah, I think you saw. I saw. Uh, I think it was a little bit ago. You guys went on some, some trip. It was some like very. You know, you can tell when people make a post that's where you're like, you're still kind of making a joke, but you're like, oh no, there's some, there's some truth and and heart behind that one. And it was you and your sure. gal somewhere, and I was like, oh cool, like Marky Italy? Mark's Marky Mark's happy. I think that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, she's yeah. like a normal person where you know I'm a comic, you're a comic. We're we're you know, low self-esteem, no self-worth. Yeah. Got to, got to, got to make some money to pay the bills. But she's like, you're allowed to have money and enjoy it. And I'm like, oh, you're crazy. You son of an onion. Watch a, don't make me pull a Connery on you. <laughs> but uh, she's like, yeah, no, I mean, you got all this money. Let's do something. And she's like, let's go to Italy. I was like, I'd love to go to Italy, but you, you know, you just go, I can't do that. That's not for me. Yeah. I'm a Norman. Yes. But uh, so I, we booked a ticket. It was fun. And, we flew out there. We got a rental car. It was like a, an amazing vacation. Amalfi Coast, Pompeii, Rome, you name it, baby. And we did it up. Did you uh, did, did you pick up any uh, like cool Italian phrases or did anybody say anything that was like, you know how sometimes people come back from like England and they start saying cheers or like, right. like out here in Australia, they say no worries a lot. And I feel like I yeah. already said that in the early 90s. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely going to come back with it still, but. I heard uh, get off the road homo once or twice, <laughs> but uh, that was just because the driving was all fucked up and I had a stick shift and those mountains, you're driving on like a fucking uh, yeah, dirt fun. road with a donkey up your ass. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Trying to sell your ravioli on the side of the road. You're like, dude, yeah. I don't care <laughs> yeah. how old you are and how gay you right, are. Right. But I, I did get recognized. You know, you ever been to Pompeii? No. It's this old ancient city that was, I guess, burned through a volcano, yes. came down and, and, and ruined it. Was it a volcano? That sounds right. Yeah, I think it was a volcano. And so, like, some of the people are just frozen, like, like still just, you know, black, bone, frozen, moving. Like, there's a dog that's, that's still on a chain, and it's, you know, Holy frozen shit. in lava. It was the original no band Tussauds Wax Museum? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm, I'm in the, uh, the, the, uh, what do you call it? A brothel. It was like an old brothel. And you're like, they used to fuck here. And that was a bed. That's where they kept the hookers. Wait a second. And I got please recognized. Tell me, wait, please tell me that's where the tour guide was. was, <laughs> was hey, I used to fuck there. That was the first 69. The first, uh, well, in, in Italian, it was a 39. It was just back to back and back <laughs> to cock. What, uh, right. wait, Probably what? those Romans were, uh, definitely into the, the, uh, the gay stuff. I heard they were, they were freaky. Yeah. Wait, so you got recognized? I got some lady was like, oh, I heard your voice. You're that douche from the uh, the YouTube. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. She's like, oh, I love your stuff. So that was fun. That's incredible, dude. That is all the places. That is truly the like YouTube is uh, and and you put your special out out for lunch or out to lunch. Out to lunch. Out to lunch. I'm out of it. 
so fucking good. And oh, I, I know you've spoken uh, a great length about, you know, how you uh, just said, fuck it. And you're going to put it up there, which probably, I mean, you know, over three, three mil right at this point and still climbing. Yeah, we just hit 3.7. Dude, that's bonkers. And oh, thanks. I don't know if they give you numbers from Netflix or Hulu or PAX, um, wherever you're getting your, uh, <laughs> your special viewed. But like YouTube is just and look, Netflix is great. And yeah, what I want went up there for sure. Sure. But dude, if you got the uh, notoriety and clout that you got and it's like YouTube is just almost quicker and more accessible, I feel like, than Netflix. When I pull shit up on my phone to watch on YouTube, I mean, it's literally like a couple clicks. It's like, and there we go. I'm watching Two Girls, One Cup outtakes. And it's like, you know, <laughs> which, by the way, that's the power of YouTube. Those girls are walking around somewhere, maybe in the volcanoes of Pompeii. And they're like, hey, are you that, are you that girl that, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that avoided a Connery and ate some shit? Right. Uh, but they... Right. Uh, but did you did you expect it was going to get that type of viewership? Because, you know, from like oh. podcast appearances and just how you are revered as a comic and a dude like that, that people are uh, supportive and 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 hold you uh, hold you in a high regard. But like, do you still ever are you like, all right, fuck, yeah, this is going to be the move. Or was it more of like, fuck, this is the only move? Uh, it was it was a complete failure. It was a complete a desperation move. I have no other options. I was like. I was pegged into a corner is what I was. I was like, I, nobody wants this. Nobody's buying. Nobody's biting. Let's do this. Now it was a last ditch effort. Like, all right, this is all we got. You know, it, it was like that last call moment when it's 4 a.m. and they're kicking everybody out of the bar. And you're like, you got shot down by every gal. You're like, all right, I guess I'll go home with this, you know, guy in a wheelchair. And that, <laughs> yeah. that was what the YouTube He's the was. only one who appreciates my beatboxing skills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I went, I went with the, uh, the tube and, now I'm so glad I did. It's it's you always hear those stories about showbiz. Oh, you know this guy was late and they had to throw this guy on set and he ended up doing great or whatever it was. It's just the same thing. Like now I'm so glad it's up there. I can I own it. I can share it. I can cut it up. I can do whatever I want. So it all worked out. <laughs> there's nobody there, but there's somebody there, and I see you. Hey guys, comedian Adam Ray here. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. I hope you're enjoying the episode, and I hope you're doing okay. It's a crazy, crazy time right now, and if you're a little uneasy, I get that, and I've also got the answer, Koi CBD. Say it with me, Koi CBD. Feels good, and it does feel good, because I use all their products. I've been fucking with the fellas at Koi CBD since my circumcision, and I'll tell you this much, they're the best in the game, okay? Gummies, bath bombs, tinctures, joints, creams, oils. They got stuff for pets. Koi CBD has been giving the people what they need to feel better, to mellow out, to go to sleep right, to take away the aches and pains with the creams and oils, the bath bombs, make bathing just the best thing ever. You get a little a little radiation high from the from the bombs. I don't know what's in it, but fucking goodness and and just all sorts of it's amazing. Okay? It feels like drugs. And it's not because it's CBD. So if you want to get these amazing products, and I know you do because I got the Adam Ray stamp of approval, go to KoiCBD.com and put in the code ALN15 to get 15% off your first order. KoiCBD.com, the promo code ALN15 to get 15% off your first order. Do it today and start living and feeling the right way. And now back to the episode. Did you get hit up by a bunch of, uh, you know, comics i want to know what like what comics reached out to you that were you were like oh shit i know because obviously now with social media and anything and people knowing people i'm sure people could get your number and be like yo we haven't met really enjoyed the special did you get some of that and on the flip side did you get people that you haven't talked to in like 20 years that were uh blowing you up being being like hey man fucking you know there's still people even that just are learning that you're doing yes. it or if they or if they see something that they deem is like making it then they're like Right. right now I can send him a text and be like, dude, saw I was watching some fucking 9-11 conspiracy videos and your <laughs> shit was recommended next, dude. Really funny. Like, good for you. Keep keep doing your thing, man. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I was thinking about not doing it. But this this piece of uh, you really just kind of put me over the edge to, to trudge on. But you know what I'm saying? Did yeah. You get, uh, some of that. All kinds of cool love. I mean, that's the one good thing about YouTube is you get to be the underdog. You know, everybody loves the, uh, you know, the Gaffigans and the Bill Burrs and the Chappelles and all these mega comics. But as the underdog, because, you know, 
you, you've seen the internet. It's just full of hate. It's like, how can we ruin this person? How can yes. we take them down a notch? And as you, as the underdog, you kind of get away with that. You kind of dodge all that because they're like, oh, I see myself in you. And that's one for the good guys and fuck the man and fuck the industry. So if you read my comments, they're pretty positive. But it, the weird thing is, like you said, every now and then it's like, oh, no, I just discovered you today. And you're like, today? This has been up for a year, you cum guzzler. What the hell? I got every podcast up my ass. I've been doing comedy for 12, 13 years. Yeah. But hey, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were there any, did you, were you, were you like the goofy kid in uh, high school? I don't know if we talked about oh, that last yeah. time. Yeah, you were. were you oh, like, yeah. Were you the one that could make jokes to not only get out of trouble, but like, would you do silly shit to kind of replace maybe a project? Like I used to always convince teachers to let me make stupid videos instead of like doing, you know, so whatever the project was, it was like, can yeah. I make a video instead? And they're like, ah, yeah, you fucking Jew. Yeah. Like whatever, whatever you think <laughs> is, but no one else was doing that. So they were all, and they also kind of wanted to see it. So, and it would always just be barely a B, you know, right. Uh, production wise and whatever, but there were always a couple moments that like got them. So it was like, all right, I can't fail him. That that thing about Connery did make me laugh, you know. Um, right. But uh, did you? That's uh, pretty. That's pretty genius of you, though, to just be like, I can't do this, but I can do that. And once they see it, they're like, All right, that was pretty good. That's pretty yeah, smart yeah. as a kid. Yeah, I mean, it. You know, it was probably because my dad left, but it's probably there's something. Uh, <laughs> that was the last thing he said before he peaced out. He was like, Always do projects instead of the uh, do videos instead. Of, I was like, Wait, what? I'll email it to you. <laughs> Uh, but no, it, it definitely made me, it was just out of, uh, wanting to not, Hey, it was just seemed what, what was more fun, you know? And, uh, and I knew once you re I recognized like nobody else was doing that, it was like, Oh, okay, cool. There's, then this is going to stand out even more, even if it is terrible because nobody has the, you know, even the, the, any sort of, you know, fortitude to be like, Oh, how, where do can we get the camera? Who's got the camera? Right. Get this, Especially at that point in high school, this was you know, late nineties where it was like, there was one video production class and it was mostly, you know, people that you, uh, you didn't really see too much around school. Cause they were just kind of sure. locked in that room. Yeah. Yeah. The filming. AV club. Yeah. The AV <laughs> weirdos. Not now they'd be known as school shooters, but back then it was the AV club. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Different times. Made, made homies with some of those guys. There was just a uh, little Mexican oh, kid same. Named, Named Francisco, and then a, uh, a a guy named Sam, who's now Samantha. And uh, hey, there you go. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, totally. I I would do all kinds of. I mean, for me, I don't know about you, but I think we're similar in the same thing as when I'm uncomfortable. I've never been funnier. That's when I'm funniest. Like I'm at, I'm at a weird wedding, or you run into an ex, or you know, you're you're awkward. You're like the one guy, white guy at a hip hop show. I'm I'm just <laughs> zinging and zanging because I'm fucking freaking out in my head. Yeah. And, so yeah, high school it, was just four years of that. Oh, for real? Oh, I was, I had the sweatiest armpits. I was still kind of a bedwetter. I had acne. I had braces. I was a mess. Holy shit. And would you acknowledge it? Would you do, would you do like oh, what Brad, yeah. Brad does? You know how Brad Williams will, he'll be the first one to make a little person joke to make other yeah. people comfortable, which is, uh, you know, brilliant so that he can just kind of like, you know, hang out normally. But so if you walk, were you going into places being like, hey, fucking, zit braces braces zitties here or something like some sort of oh yeah yeah totally i'd be i would just walk in and go look at this you know it's just my big yellow i went to a catholic high school with a uniform so it was just yellow armpits because i was like this all day just terrified oh, sweating anxiety and you know always make fun of yourself before they i remember i'd wet the bed at a sleepover and i'd be the first one of them in 8 a.m in the morning go hey look at this fellas i'm marking my territory get it i'm golden shower whatever it was just because it would sting so bad if they did it dude i was the exact same way as a fat kid i'd be out on recess being like hey after kickball who's got time for a titty fuck you know just so it wasn't uh, <laughs> just so that's they great didn't... and everybody loves the titty fuck kid <laughs> Everybody, i mean even jared fogel especially but everybody loves that kid yeah, they didn't even call me Adam until the sixth grade. It was Titty Fuck Kid from third to third to fifth. TFK, baby. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves that kid, but that's what you got to do. I mean, because it's it's always easier than the the insult coming your way. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's that's definitely going to be something that I think if I have kids that I pass on like first and yes. foremost, right? Uh, Completely. Because kids are so. I mean, and I don't know if you if it was also elementary school, but. It, high school especially just don't high school i think kids are a little more aware of 
the damage they're doing with with uh, with zingers. But yeah, in elementary school kids are just kind of like you still have no filter and you're not really picking up on emotional wear and tears. Yes. Like they yes. weren't called, they weren't calling me jello jiggler. And then like waiting around to see me cry. They just fucking right. throw it and then walk back to uh finish, you know, tetherball. But, uh, completely like I, I went to bed once and to your point, I, I've told this story before, but I, I woke up at a sleepover. Everybody was standing above me, like five boys and the mom. And huh. one kid goes, I was soaking wet. One kid goes, why do you do this? And he was completely sincere. It wasn't like, fuck you. Why do you do this weirdo? It was like, what, what's wrong with you? But he was a kid. So he was just like, what, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Jesus Christ. He had no idea how that would sting. Is, uh, when, how long were you doing that for? Ah, uh, geez. I probably stopped at 12, 13. Yeah. My nieces have, uh, and they don't really, so that I don't think they give a shit if I talk about it, but they, uh, they're 11, they're twins and they, they, uh, yeah, that, that, and then one of them even, uh, does w wakes up and can't make, doesn't want, doesn't have the energy or just whatever. can't make it up the stairs. So we'll like go in the corner of the room, like on towels and stuff. Yep. I'll probably take this episode down before they start dating, but <laughs> yeah, that's that. I've never heard of that. That seems like, is she, is she in a, a like a rascal? Like, what's the deal with the stairs? He's a rebel. I think that's what it is. It's, yeah. where it's like I'm not going to be told how to live my life. Like enough of this. Like you know, like fight the man. Like oh, I have to put wear a seatbelt. I have to pee in a toilet. You know, like, right? She's a rebel without a without a toilet. That's crazy. A rebel uh, without a can. Yeah, yeah. But did uh, I don't get it? Go upstairs, you psycho. <laughs> Dude, trust no me. offense. I know I've said worse shit to her, but it's like, which is probably not helping. But, but yeah, it's the you know, there's there's uh, the creativity too, the lack thereof for kid insults. Like, there was a kid yes. who would throw the uh, you know, the fat jokes my way, and he wore really tight sweatpants. So, all I would do is is call him uh, tight pants. And dude, uh, that didn't that did more damage. Then the fat jokes he was throwing my way that actually, you know, <laughs> made made sense, you know? Right. I was that's just because like, that's just so accurate. You're like, why do you have tight pants? What the hell's wrong? Go, you can buy looser pants. <laughs> yeah. And maybe he couldn't. Maybe it was like a that's what it is. It was a money thing, and his mom like could only afford one pair of sweatpants. And maybe right. she, or maybe before she passed away, she like bought him that one pair. And so he didn't want to take them off. Yes. Or I maybe mean, he's I, Sorry, sorry. No, what were you going to say? No, no, no. I was just going to say, or maybe. I was, I was just going to say, the more creative it is, the, actually, the less it stings because it's like, if it's clever and everything, you're like, all right, that was a good joke. But if it's just direct, like tight, tight pants, or yeah. hey, bitch tits, or hey, uh, snaggletooth, or whatever, that hurts oh, yeah. more. Snaggletooth one sucked. There was a girl named Jill Warren, and she had a couple, couple real big fangs uh, in the sixth grade. And, uh, but when she laughed, they were like, it was like, endearing because those things just came out to play when she laughed yeah full exposure they had a front row seat to every conversation and right uh, right and she uh she one day we would snack they have told the story before but it's a classic it was uh silent reading and uh which is by the way if you if you don't if you don't take it upon yourself to leave the room uh if you got a fart that day like silent reading like that's when a lot of kids got exposed like, yeah, was, I don't know. I must have heard four farts every day during silent reading because it, people just assume like, oh, like that's another thing about kids. And part of me like respects it looking back where it's just like fucking <laughs> there was one kid that would just do it. And would just fucking like everyone would look up in his direction. He would just be like, yeah, uh, you see, you got to own it. Yeah, that's the key. <clears throat> if you're going, oh, shit, the, yeah, you're, yeah. you're done for. <clears throat> it's almost like performing in front of a black crowd. If you show any kind of fear, you're done. But if you just own that you're a dorky honky, they love you. <laughs> That's exactly right. So I start chowing down on my snack, and then I'm finished. And then she's got some crackers, some regular saltine crackers, and they look delicious. I was like, you going to finish those? She's like, do you want them? And I was like, yeah. That's what that's what me asking if you were going to finish them was all about. And then she hands them over, and I start chomping down. And then fucking here comes Tweedledee and Tweedled Tweedletooth, and they're just fucking <laughs> watching just getting all giddy and i'm like what's so funny as she's laughing and she goes my brother farted on those crackers oh you got you got had by old fang face <laughs> but dude here's how chunky i was i was just like all of them yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a yeah. pretty good line yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i wasn't good gonna for you um, my, 
my brother was a was a real tubby bitch and uh <laughs> he was a big porker and if i if we were fighting and i was just like you fat whatever he would lose i mean he was like hulk he would just turn red and just attack wow that just hit him so hard i mean that that fat kid shit is no joke did you uh <clears throat> did your family encourage the uh the joking like were they was your bro uh, a good one to go back and forth with or no 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 he was a, he was a temper guy he would just jump on you and my parents didn't like it but my parents did a thing where they would insult you kind of on accident and it hurt so bad uh, i've told this story before but one time i was holding court at like a family function like a reunion or a thanksgiving whatever i was probably yeah. like seven eight and I'm killing shit. with like a group of eight people, adults, kids, cousins, whatever. And my dad walks up and goes, are you holding court? And just walked away. And I was like, oh, oh man. I don't know why. I felt like I was this big. It just shrunk me down because he, he was right. I, I thought I was cool for a second. He fucking nailed me. By the way, don't you want to do the opposite of that? And I, well, I guess, I mean, unless he was also trying and you were fucking stealing. Like, did he make a couple jokes at the beginning of the night? And here comes the headliner. Oh, maybe, maybe, but you know, if he wants to make jokes, go nuts. I'm, I'm not going to hold you back, but oh, and I don't even know if he was trying to hurt me, but it, boy, I, I think about this to this day. That's like the equivalent of like, instead of, you know, uh, that's like the, I'm disappointed in you versus like really screaming at you, which is kind of <laughs> right. like a little more subtle and passive. Uh, yes. Yeah. It, it's almost like if you wear a, a new leather jacket to to the comedy store. Oh, yeah. That moment you walk in, they just go, oh, what do you look who thinks he's hot shit with his jacket? And you're like, yeah. oh, I did think I was hot shit. God yeah, damn yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, what kind of shit would you do? I always wanted to be that kid and I never had the balls to do it. Like I didn't even start for, I, for whatever reason. I was always so apprehensive to be jokey around my family until I got older and just more comfortable in doing that so like yeah i was just so shy and uh which was weird because i'd be doing it around my friends and then i would come home and then just not be that version so it was like almost like i was taking steps backwards because i'd like go into this shell and not be trying to do it but it was uh how did you completely, you, completely yeah. the same oh really completely exactly like the same i i was killing at school killing at work or wherever i am killing with friends and you go home and i was just why is that I think because your parent, first of all, to be funny, you got to be, you know, you're shucky and jivey. You got to pretend to be confident. You got to pretend to be kind of cool, I guess. And, and you're almost performing. And your parents know you so well that I think they're like, they can see through it. Did, uh, did, did you, so if you, you would do well, like a Thanksgiving or a family thing, would you, would somebody, like your dad said that, that kind of like maybe, you know, put a little dagger in the heart, but would anybody be like, pull you aside after or say something later that was like, and you said some really, what was that thing you said at dinner? Or what yes. did you? Yeah. And that would keep me going. That, that little aside would keep me going, but I would do a joke at the Thanksgiving table and everybody would laugh. And my parents would roll their eyes like, Oh, this fucking idiot. And I'm like, Hey, you queefs. How about a little uh, pride for your, you know, douchebag attention seeking son. But <laughs> It, they were too hard to get. I don't know what it is about. I guess because they're like, oh, him, you know, he's a cut up. But the other people are like, no, that was that was that was a good bit. But yeah, what are you going to uh, do with your parents? Have you well, have you talked to Seinfeld in a while? <laughs> just thinking about like just how I'm sure at some point once all that started to transpire, I'm sure your folks were like, oh, yeah, they think back to those early days, probably with like, fuck, like your dad, like when he said, look at you holding court and then like. You're kicking it with Seinfeld. There's got to be a part of them that's like, fuck, like that. What maybe like where you try to replay shit in your mind, being like, yeah, I guess I did like that. That, uh, that all makes sense, or like, man, I should have been. Uh, I should make. That could have been me way too much. Way too much credit. They're not thinking about that shit at all. They're going, wow, that's crazy. You know, Seinfeld. I, I don't think they thought I was funny ever growing up. Maybe if I like shit my pants, they'd be like, look at this idiot. Yeah. But I don't think they. You know, when I told them I was going to be a comic, they're like, ah, yeah, whatever, you know, do what you got to do. But uh, I think they like the the later part. Like, oh, your, your son's on Conan. I saw him on Conan. They're like, yeah, that's my son. So that part's cool. But I don't think they were ever like, this kid's got something. Which maybe you need a little of that. Maybe that propelled me because I had to prove them wrong. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think if you're just getting coached and encouraged on all fronts, that's almost probably detrimental because – Totally. You like you just got this huge safety blanket and I feel like you got to feel like you don't have that so that you got to 
kind of you know create your own out of out of queefs or whatever you said. How when did yeah, you start? Well, when did queef start getting into your rotation? By the way, because it's it's definitely one of my favorite words, <clears throat> not one of my favorite, yeah. songs, but one of my favorite words. And uh, and I feel like it's you know my first joke that incorporated it was when I worked at Universal Studios and I would always walk by the Abercrombie and Fitch when I had to check in to play Wolverine and I always have to walk through the gate that was <laughs> right in between Carl Strauss, the brewery and Abercrombie and Fitch. And even at like 7 a.m. there'd be some some shirtless hottie just out there just being like, what's up, dude? You want a fucking T-shirt with the nipples cut out? 40 percent off. And I'm like, I'm cool, Gavin. And he's like, how'd you know? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> come on, man. and uh, but then I would make a joke about how I think the joke was this was maybe year two of comedy. I was like. I was like, oh, I smelt, uh, I smelt an Abercrombie and Fitch the other day from uh, 600 yards away. And then uh, it was something about the cologne smelling like a unicorn queef. Oh, that's great. Uh, and then this whole long, unnecessary tangential riff about like the guys who went out to like find the unicorn, get it to queef, bottle it. <laughs> get it back <laughs> and then like right this whole argument like this side argument be between the two guys about how to make a unicorn queef and then <laughs> and then once you get it like getting it back and selling it and how much to price it for um but uh when did when did it start making its way into the uh mark norman repertoire uh, that's hilarious but I, I think for me it was uh just trying to find funny stuff quick because obviously a bit can be funny or a joke can be funny but there's a lot of setup and there's a very few amount of words that are funny, just the word. Wow. Queef is just a funny word. And I yeah. think I used to get heckled a lot because I was shitty at comedy. And <laughs> I'd, I'd have to come up with stuff to like trash the lady. And I'd be like, all right, somebody just had a mouth queef there, whatever it was. And that killed. And I remember being like, queef's so funny. And I just never forgot that and never stopped using it. That's so smart because like you do when you're getting going and you're like, I need to like – you know, this I'm trying to this whole time give myself an opportunity to get better. And if yeah. you truly, it's like if you can even recognizing on in the uh, in between moments of trying out bits that may or may not work, you still got to keep the uh, audience engaged. And sometimes yes. they just are because hopefully you're at a, a decent show that's early on where people are <clears throat> paying attention. But also, it's like if a couple things don't go your way, and they're just like, eh. Then it's like, yeah, you throw out something like that. You've now got them for another two jokes, hopefully, right? Right, right, completely. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, that's the name of the game. I mean, Bill Burr always says when you're starting out, every show is an away game, and you got to oh, earn wow. their trust quick and get them to think you're funny quick, and you got to have funny ideas, funny jokes, and no, not these long ass setups and stories. So Queef was just like, that's funny, that's quick. I'm putting it in my back pocket. Calling myself gay, I have people like that. That's in the back pocket. Uh, you know, Jews. Okay, that, they're funny. There you go. Just whatever it is. So yeah. I just got this quiver full of quips, and yeah. I just pull them out when I need them. Have you ever been uh, or chatted with Seinfeld where he's just like sent sent one of those back to you? Like now that he's gotten to know you and know your uh, your deal, like what do you think he would ever have it? Do you think he's the type of guy that would ever like if you're sitting there at a cafe having some coffee? And somebody did something kind of silly, and he was like, oh, "Look at that queef." You think that's <laughs> his his queef is being a cunt. That's his move. Like when when the lady, whatever Kesha, was like, "Hey, you want a hug?" He's like, oh, "Yeah." No, I don't want to hug. That's his queef. He's like, the waiter will say, "This is, this is a Seinfeld move right here." The waiter goes, uh, "Okay, what do you want for breakfast?" And he goes, "I'll have uh, the whatever the eggs, sunny side up, no hash browns." And the waiter goes. Actually, it doesn't come with hash browns. And he goes, okay. That's a Seinfeld queef right there. That, and we all die at the table because obviously he, he, didn't, he didn't want it. And so why tell him they don't, it doesn't come with it? And that's him. That's his version of that. That's so funny. By the way, he did that a version of that to me when he came in on my Sunday night show at Gotham. Uh, this was maybe uh, four years ago. And uh, Mazzilli called me up and was like, hey, Seinfeld wants to know if he can uh, he's going to come in. I'm just calling you just a very it's again, one of the great things about Gotham and, and Mazzilli about being courteous to be like. I want to give you a heads up if I just start crying and throwing up. And <laughs> he goes, uh, he goes uh, just to let you know, like, is it cool? I'm like, yeah, obviously. Like, has anybody ever said no? Right. Like, no. And uh, so then he comes down and, and I walk up and he's waiting to go on basically just before me. And so I was like, hey, Jerry, what's up, man? Like, 
God, this is incredible having you here. My name's Adam. It's, uh, I'm the one whose weekend it is. I go, thanks for coming down. And he goes, I'm not here for you. But with a big oh. smile, but with a but with a big smile on his face, like yeah, yeah, he laughed like as he was saying it, and then laughed and then said, "Very nice to meet you." I had just shot an episode of Curb, so I like used that as a way to kind of be like, "Hey, we both know what Larry David smells like," you know, and uh, <laughs> and uh, but he was but he was sweet, but 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 he he did that, and it was, you know, it was had he not laughed and smiled through it, yeah, I probably would have been like, "Oh man, that was a bummer." But it was like yeah. he knew he was he was he knew that he was uh um I don't it was nice that he like let me in on the on the moment to to have yes. the moment, you know, which I think totally. is totally yeah. And he would only do that because he knows you're a comic and he knows you'll get it. Right. You know, because I think a, a a civilian would just take that and run with it, like, oh, what an asshole, he's so yeah. mean. But you got it with the smile and everything. But but you see how that could be painful. That that's <laughs> yeah. kind of a, a a shitty move. Yeah, is there a – he's not doing any of these uh, outdoor shows, is he? No, no. I mean, come on. He can't be seen, uh, you know, getting a Frisbee to the head in the park. Like, that's not going to happen. So, Do yeah, you, he's. I think he's pretty COVID crazy. And also, if you're that big of a celebrity, if he does one thing, it's going to be a, a giant news story. So, he'd right. just be fucked. So, I think his fame has kept him from doing these these crazy, ridiculous gigs. That's – that's one thing. I don't know how you feel. Like we're both, we're both doing okay, but we're not famous, famous. And I got to tell you, I like it. I, I every day I'm not famous. I kind of go, well, if I was famous, I'd be ruined there. If I was famous, that would have fucked my life up. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. It's like <clears throat> being able to. Uh, I thought about that just being down here when I got out of quarantine, and I just kind of like walked out, and I'm just look like just complete trash, and I'm wearing these sweats that got cum stains and ketchup on them and uh and uh that's a horrible uh, radio morning team yeah cum and stains and ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> ketchup yeah where is morning that? is that Denver? i think it's cincinnati yeah cincinnati for sure that's yeah you do that on your way to do the uh the bananas go bananas um, <laughs> yeah i did a podcast at a mcdonald's my first time i was uh there and i was so excited wow. it was like my second road gig and i was so excited to be doing it that i was this kid was like I'm just starting a podcast when you want to meet me at this McDonald's. And I was like, I'm probably going to get murdered, but like, you know, at least like there's be enough employees around like McDonald's right. is never McDonald's is never working with like one guy at the register and one cook. It's always like yeah. too many people <laughs> sitting right. around looking for, uh, you know, uh, syringes in the ball pit or whatnot. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm outside just being like, I just look, but I, I didn't have to even, you know, think twice about, oh, is there going to be some uh, some Pirazzi just around the corner trying yeah. to some, some Aussie cum stains? Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's a beautiful thing. And and you better, because you'll, you'll pop, or hopefully one of us will pop. And I think we're, we're going to look back and go, damn, those were good times when I had the sweats on and I was, you know, <laughs> rubbing one out in, a, in an alley or whatever. You can still do that. You just got to find the right alley. Yeah, well, I know Louis. Kirsty. So, uh, uh, what's that? He said maybe Kirsty. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's a lot of uh, surface area to jizz on. <laughs> well, by the way, she's like back in the news now. It feels like 1989. Some people, some people are jumping on the uh, Trump bandwagon as far as like a way to get themselves. It's it, it really is like you make one little comment. You support him with a little bit of fame, and dude, yeah, you're back. You're back in the limelight. I don't know if it's the limelight, but it's uh, it's uh, maybe the crime light. But you're definitely you're you're all over the front page. I did see. I don't know who what. I think it was CNN uh, that made this tweet, where she tweeted something at CNN about being whatever, and it was they made some jab about Veronica's closets ratings or something. Oh like, damn! Yeah, it was like when damn. you see like a fast food. I've never seen that from CNN, but I think they're just tired of taking the the beat down. But uh, yeah, like you'll see every now and then like Wendy's or Taco Bell will make some, uh, you know, make some some joke to a competitor. There was a I've go ahead. That, yeah. yeah. No, no, I've seen that. That's fun. I love when they do that because you're like, oh, they're human. Yeah, I think it was like Burger King was like like Wendy's like you're like, like people, kids eat that eat your food are going to die quicker. I, I'm paraphrasing, but it was some sort of a, a nasty uh, burger jab. Um, <laughs> do uh, uh, fuck it. 
are you where's where is the um first place that you think you'll go once things kind of get back to good i know you're starting to do some dates yeah oh yeah i've been on the road like if, if a town is open i'll go there oh wow and people come out i mean people are people are dying for some chuckles i think so like they'll be like 50 percent capacity and they just fill up so you feel kind of cool because you're like i'm selling out but it's yes. also they're just what they just want to get out I know I did Portland Helium uh, end of September, and it was, man, one of the best weekends I've had in a while. A, yeah. because of, like you said, like, <laughs> it's, you know, full as it can be. People are just so happy to be there. I'm pumped to be there. Uh, and I think if you're doing your job and you're like, you know, and, and hope, you know, hopefully is uh, somewhat as prolific as you are in churning out new bits that you have, you're excited about being on stage. Uh, yeah. which you, I, I don't know how you can be unless you have new shit to say right. and talk about. Right. Um, and, uh, but it, but, and then the clubs that, you know, and, and it seems like you have to at least have some of the protocols uh, in order to be able to do it right now. And for the foreseeable future, probably because it, you know, it's, I, there's no set date where it's all just going to stop and clubs are going to feel like they can, it's like, you got to adhere to uh, people's, um uh comfort level too obviously yeah. i mean there could be some cities where people are like and i think florida actually is probably that city pictures i see from clubs there it looks like everyone's just sitting with their dicks and clits out just being like covid can't hit that can it right like, right yeah florida's gone nuts they're they're wide open which is it's crazy but then you're like are there a lot of deaths there like how's yeah. that working are we getting yeah, any yeah. results back from them being out all all the time but you know and who i want to know the and, comics and the comics that do it i like I'm, i i want to know from them like when they come back i'm like what did you do did you mask it till you got up there did you did right. you like can we get some reports also from like those crowds like did anybody get it are they getting even the exactly yeah i just i want to know all the details before i jump back in fully like that but I know, I know. And then like you hear a couple of LA guys did a bunch of gigs and they got it. And I did a gig once and he, and my opener got it. So like, it's out there. It's, it's a, it's, it's not a hoax like the Holocaust, but it's out there. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I had it early or, or something, but, uh, you did have I it. I, what you did have it. I think I had it. I, I was sick as a dog for like three or four days in March and it was back when it was new and nobody was really talking about it. And I went to a doctor. He's like, I don't know what this is. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But then it went away. But then I did a Zoom gig like two months later for some doctors. And I said, hey, after the show, can I ask you guys some questions? And they said, sure. And I told them my symptoms. They're like, oh, that was Corona. Wow. Yeah. Did you so. lose the taste? Oh, yeah. Taste, smell, congested, uh, fatigued like a mofo. I couldn't get off the couch. I was a mess. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Obviously, it's a very difficult time for everyone right now. We're all uh, challenged in finding a day-to-day -day routine that, uh, that makes our lives uh, consistent and awesome. And if there's something that's interfering with your happiness right now or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Uh, BetterHelp is a professional counseling service online, private, and it's so convenient. Um, I've used it for a little bit now. It's truly the only way uh, that I found uh, to help get uh, my own issues dealt with on my own time uh, at my own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your licensed professional counselor right now. They're specialized in depression, anger, stress, anxiety, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief or relationships, uh, sleeping, which I have a lot of uh, trouble with, trauma, self-esteem. Anything that you share with them is confidential. And guess what? If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, at any time, you can request a new one for no additional charge. There's 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states, available worldwide. And again, there's four ways to communicate with them. Text, chat, phone, and video. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's available on any desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. Schedule a video or phone session, generally weekly, unless your therapist schedules more. Uh, unless you just are really not sleeping and need to get some, uh, some, some additional chats in. 
Uh, there's broad expertise in the network, which may not uh, which may not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. It's secure. It's convenient. It's professional. And above all, it's affordable, all right? It's truly the most affordable option I've found. So right now, all ALN listeners are going to get 10% off your first month with a discount code about last night. So why not get started today and start making some changes for the better in your life? You deserve it. So go to betterhelp.com slash about last night. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash about last night. Betterhelp.com slash about last night and get 10% off your first month with promo code about last night. And now back to the episode. What's the no tasting like? It sucks. It sucks because like you don't realize how much you smell stuff. Like, you know, you open a jar of peanut butter, you got your nose in it and you're getting nothing. It's the weirdest feeling. You're like, everything just feels like blah. Everything feels blank. So you must've just been eating so much ass. (laughs) I think that was the cure. (laughs) That's what saved me. Oh shit. Uh, My old people are still sick. (laughs) They're not doing that. Like the youngsters. Got to get with it, man. Yes. Uh, wait, is, uh, are there certain bits that, you, um, that you're that you fired up about? And you don't have to obviously do them or talk about the context. But, like, I'm curious with somebody that writes as much as you, what is, you know, how, um, how quick you're coming up with it? What are you doing? Where do you feel like you derive the most material from? Is it from going out to do other shows so that you are in the um, – you know, in the, uh, the boat of joke writing, like, you know, writing right. where, or, you know, when you're on the way to it, you're already thinking about your set. So maybe it's making you think about other stuff or is it being at a little gathering or is it being online? Like, where do you feel like the most shit starts to come to you? That's a great question. And, and I'll tell you when, when there was no COVID, I was living in that boat, you know, when you like get on a momentum and you're like, Oh, I'm thinking of jokes all the time. Oh yeah. Let me, let me break this whole thing down. And I hope I don't bore you here, but I'm sorry. No, no, please. If I ask. That I, okay. I love it. So I feel like my process for joke ideas is like always kind of rocky. Like, Oh, I got this great idea. And it always bombs. I got another great idea. It always bombs. And then you start learning like, okay, these ideas aren't that great. Stop getting so excited about it. And then you get an idea and you're like, this one will work. And then it hits. Then you get another one that hits. Then another one that hits. You're like, all right, I'm in the zone. And the only way to get in that zone is to just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And I felt like I was in that zone for months. Like, you know, September of last year, October, November, all that that holiday winter time. Then COVID hit and I went way out of the zone. And I'm just starting to get back into it finally. And for me, I get all the bits when you're not thinking about the bits. Like... Like, uh, you know, I went to a pet shop with my girl and, you know, he's like, oh, I'm at a pet shop. That's a cute dog. And I had this big bit idea and then I started working out, worked. Wow. So like for me, it's almost like falling in love. You can't try. It just kind of happens. That's, that sounds cheesy, but you, you never fall in love when you think you will. And that's I feel the same with bits. Like it, it hits me when you're not even thinking about it. That's a great, uh, analogy for it i i yeah i I a thousand percent agree is it uh and then how quickly if you get a little bit of an idea do you have to like what uh how do you differentiate between like all right i need to write out you know a good paragraph here or a a bunch of the uh, the joke the 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 body of it or i can i i want to think about that like in a better space at home in my room where i can really and i'm just going to put down enough of a nugget now and i'll get to it later uh for me i I need the stage like i'll write it out write it out write it out write it out and i'll say it over and over i do it on my roof so no one can see me it's pretty embarrassing if you saw it i'd kill myself because i got the pen like a microphone the whole thing oh shit! i write it yeah because i feel like if you talk it out it becomes more natural a thousand whereas if it's just written on a piece of paper then you try to go to a show with that writing in your brain it's not good you got to have the words in your brain feel scripted paper yeah. So you talk it out and then sometimes you find a bit just from talking it out. And now you've said it and your mouth has said those words in that order over and over. So you're more, you know, more, you're more comfortable with it on stage. And then it, something will bomb, something will not go as planned. And then you got to listen back to that and then rewrite it and then keep tweaking from there. Wow, dude, that's fucking that's uh, it takes forever and it's humiliating. Like it's there's a lot of bombing with it. Like I could somebody could see me in Portland bomb with a premise and then see me in Phoenix six months later and it'd be killing, but it's not pretty. 
But that's why it's great, right? I mean, like that's when- why it's great, and I love that it's hard because otherwise everybody would do it. And but when you know something's funny deep down in your asshole, it's you got to keep <laughs> trying it. You got to keep working. Chris Rock, did you watch the store documentary? Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was great. a great. Ep- the last episode was amazing, where Tony Rock was like. Hey, Chris, I killed tonight. I did eight minutes. I killed. He goes, oh, great. Next night, I killed again. Chris goes, same same eight minutes. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, call me when you bomb. Yes, I know. And, he, and it's so true. I mean, bombing is such a part of this. It is. Yeah. I, I was just telling a, a buddy of mine who's been chose this as the time to start trying to get into stand up. And I was just like, you could not have picked a worse time, but but good on you. And like, I'm not going to tell you not to, but I will just lay it out for you as far as what is required of it, because I know you're already kind of half in with your commitment right. level to it. But, and he did a few of these shows and was just already trying to ask me ways to kind of move things along and not necessarily become like a paid regular at clubs. But I was just like, dude, <clears throat> he's like, man, I've had like five good sets in a row. And I was like, the same thing. Like, like you're just saying that, that Tony rock said, I was like, you don't get better from crushing all the time. Yeah. You get to a right. point, like you want to be yeah, up there always in the pocket and sure. you know have, all the things that you would want to be going on with someone who's, I feel like, uh, becoming a, a seasoned uh, professional where you're likable, you're comfortable, you're trusting yourself up there. All the things that you can't get uh, unless you just do thousands of reps, right? Yeah. I was like, so that's yes. going to come. I go, but um, uh, but but you you need these times of where you are just eating shit. And that means also, too, that you're being exploratory and you're trying shit out. And and he was just like and, I, and, and he was like, you know, weirdly being like, oh, you like, well, how many times have you bombed? I'm like, dude, recently I, I couldn't tell you when, because, again, you get to a point to where you go. Right. I know I, I'm just so trusting in myself to get out of something or spin something funny if it's not either if it's putting it on myself or going into the crowd or whatever it is. So it's like, yeah, from top to bottom, uh, I've had sets that I haven't been happy with, you know, but that's usually something that you can, you know, uh, point back to yourself for, yeah. for maybe not committing fully on something that you didn't want to do or, or whatnot. It's almost like having a winning the game, but thinking about that couple those couple shots you missed, you know, yes. I could have a great headline set, but if there's a couple new bits that I was, I just, I bailed on some parts because other things didn't go well. And so I didn't give myself a chance for it to do well. And I, I left off a, a whole minute of it. I'm like, yeah. that was a wasted set. That's how I view it because I'm totally, like, you know, I feel the same way. And I know it's like being hard on yourself, but I was, and he's like, Jesus, that's how I have to be thinking about it. I was like, no, that's how I think about it. But that's what right. makes me double down the next, how many times. And I, I sit in that feeling for a minute and go, God, like you fucking bitch for not for bailing yeah. on that. And then, uh, yeah, same, man. It's it bailing on a bit is like going to the gym and let's say you can bench 300 pounds. That's like going to the gym and benching 80. Like there was no point. What's yeah. the point? You just wasted that gym. You got to push it, man. You got to build that muscle. And, and, but the, the problem with this is now some horrible hack is out there going, Hey, I bomb all the time. I'm the fucking man. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. You still suck. Yeah. You, there's, there's a, there's a, a scale here, you know, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I saw one time I saw, I was at the store. This is, I don't know. Everything is so far away now, but it, that's probably like January. I saw Bill Burr go up in the main room, kind of have a rough one. I don't want to try, you know, I'm a huge fan. I'm not trying to, sure, whatever. Sure. Then he went to the belly room, had another rough one. OR, rough one. And I followed him like a stalker the whole way around. Awesome. Then he went back to the main room, crushed, went to the belly room, had a weird one. OR, crushed, main room. I, he just kept going back to all three all night. And he was, Shit. the bit was building momentum and the bit was getting better and better. And he was, he was getting data from each crowd. It was amazing. It was like a masterclass. I know. Yeah, that, that uh, getting to do, how many sets would you do in a night if you could? If I could, I would yeah. do as many as like, I mean, I'm, I was up to about four on average a night in, in New York. Wow. That seems about good to me. I've done that a handful of times in LA uh it's easy when you got the three clubs around but then like yeah is either a, a weird alt show or a or then driving to the ice house in Pasadena which makes it trickier the haha or something but four seems like a really great number to get a lot of chances to on something new like to where you're not you're still excited to do it the next day and maybe not exhausted from it right yes like, yes uh, completely or start to completely. Con- almost like over editing you know a, a movie or something where you're you're like all right we've 
you know, gone through five drafts in a row on this, like maybe we should step away from it for a day and come back to it and, uh, you know, yeah. Um, definitely, definitely. Now you're making me miss it. Ah, I know. Fuck. Um, well, uh, you're special out to lunch out everywhere for people to fucking rock and roll to and, and jerk, jerk it to. Has anybody, have you gotten any sort of weird, like, you know, you're not on only fans. I don't think. No, no, I, I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not hot enough or whatever. I'm not that guy. I don't know. I would do it. Somebody told me they were putting like stand up clips on Pornhub, And I was like, yeah, it makes sense that, that there's going to be other like avenues like that to put, like, obviously guys, when people start putting shit up on TikTok. Do you have people doing that with your stuff on TikTok? Yeah, like lip syncing? That, that's flattering. That that's, feels good. Some, yeah. you know, 16-year-old is, is like, you know, doing the, the lip sync. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you, uh, have you had uh, really young fans uh, reach out to you just with comedy questions or? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, these kids are so bold. They'll be like, hey, here's my uh, hour special I filmed in my basement with my eight friends. Can you watch it and then give me notes and then? you know, blow me. And I'm like, wait, what? I, I, how'd we get here? Like, you got to do the work there, kiddo. I can't do yeah. the work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are, what, okay. Lastly, before we get out of here, um, what, did you uh, write these down, these questions, or this is all up the noggin. This is, I mean, things I think about, but also it's easy when, when you have what I'm genuinely interested in somebody, it's easy to, uh, to chat. So yeah, man, Come on. that's the answer. But the last question, this one is, I did write this down. Uh, what do you think is cooler to uh, to cooler place to get a hand job? An Uber or a taxi? That was the Ooh. only scripted question today. That's a good question. That's a good question. Now, am I paying for the Uber or the taxi, or am I just in one? You're just is in this one. An Uber pool. <laughs> if it's an Uber pool, then uh, that's impressive to get that game that quick. Just some chick you just met, or dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, hey. Or is it is it me and the driver? <laughs> let's go uh let's go uh let's go uber black <clears throat> or um or one of those big taxi vans <laughs> but again am i with a date or am i with i don't get the circumstance but yeah you're right I this is a bad this is a bad question mark what's your favorite instrument no um <laughs> what uh yeah okay how about this it's with a date and um and uh and she paid for uh, she paid for the ride. I'm going cab, and I'll tell you why. Great. One, a cabbie doesn't have your information. I'll pay with cash. You know, you you blow a load on that on that back seat. You don't want that guy. He's got my DNA. I don't want to have my credit card info. So, cab it is. Cab has got some anonymity to it. You know, plus there's a barrier. Between me and the the Middle Eastern man, you know, he's got a piece of glass there. It's not the Uber guy can just hey hey hey, what are you doing? But the yeah. cabbie, he's got that. He's, he can't get through that that partition. <laughs> so I'm definitely going cab. That's... Throw a, throw a twenty at the guy and get the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's a uh, you know there's like fees. Like if you puke in the back of an Uber, there's a right. hundred dollar fee. There's probably a jizz fee. In a cab, oh. in a cab, what's the fee? A dirty look. <laughs> Exactly. You know, a shitty exactly. Guy. Too much eye contact on the way out or, or right. dirt. <laughs> Maybe you'll get one of these, you know, on the way out. But uh, yeah, the Uber, that's no good. Plus there goes your rating. You get a jizz rating for that. Give me the cab any day. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, I had other questions, but I think that's how we're going to end it. That's a great. Answer. All right. Good uh, to see you, buddy. Mark, you're the man. Yeah, dude, really, really uh, a treat to, to hang with you, man. So thanks for doing this. Um, well, Crush on the road. What this is going to be out um, next week? So, what are all your dates coming up? Uh, next week, I'm, I'm in. Uh, this week, I'm at Cleveland. Next week, I'm in Greenville at the Comedy Zone. Not bragging. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, sorry, Greenville, South Carolina. There it is. Then I'm in New Orleans doing some shows for oh, Thanksgive cool. and uh, Stress Factory, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Awesome and. Spokane, if it opens, Spokane Comedy Club. That's your yeah. neck of the edge, is there? Yeah, that is. And uh, yeah, so all kinds of fun stuff. And 2021 calendar is packed to the gills, but who knows if we'll make it there? Is it really? That's awesome. Yeah, it should be. Your, uh, shows, wait, real quick. Shows in New Orleans. That's exciting. Back home. Yeah, hometown hero. Get to go home. I, my buddy bought a restaurant. So he's with my high school friend. 
So he's like, do a show here. I got a little back room. So we're going to do two shows on the 24th of November. Dude, that's awesome. That's what I want to have. I have a buddy who just brought a brewery in a area, a nice area of Seattle. And, you know, there's no real, there's Tacoma Comedy Club, but there's no in greater Seattle. There's no club really anymore. There's laughs. Really? Going, oh, yeah. Parlor shut down. I'm trying to work with some guys to get one going. Uh, the guys that do uh, Tempe Improv and Stand Up Live and all that. <clears throat> because nice. there's there needs to be there. I have an area yeah. that is so untapped that people right. just, you know, no comic from Seattle is thinking about opening one and no comic lived in this area where I grew up. And it's just, it's so prime dude. And it's, I, it's just about Perfect. me convincing these guys, which they're, you know, everything hit. Otherwise they were going to, we we're all going to take a trip up there and scout it out. But, Ooh. but yeah, having a, a buddy with a spot like that, it's like, you just want to have yeah. a spot you can come back to also pop into yes. uh set up a show on a whim especially when you're at your level and you can just send out a, a quick uh quick t tweet and be like queef and then 40 people show up you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> like your bad signal just like the bat yeah i was gonna say you beat me to it the queef signal <laughs> uh, i don't know how you would represent a queef in a in a signal but we'll figure it out a silhouette yeah how do you do it? what's the what's the queef silhouette what's i think you have a labia with like a air you know, like a mist coming out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe, uh, or maybe it's like, yeah, maybe it's a labia, and then you have like a silhouette of like a person behind going. <laughs> there you go. There it is. You All heard right. it here first, folks. Sketch it up, Mark. I love you, man. Be safe out there. Good to see you, Fatty. Good Praise Allah. <laughs> see you, buddy. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.